They didn't realize we were seeds. They didn't realize you were seeds. They open doors so others can walk through them. Your legacy is every life you have ever touched. I'm Stella Sagliari, and this is Salt the Podcast. Welcome to Soul the Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. My guest today is Katerina Michalutsu. Katerina is the founder of Fitologio Workshop, a slow fashion and sustainable brand based in Amsterdam. She has two beautiful daughters, loves spending time in thrift stores and flea markets, enjoys biking and discovering the hidden green spots in Amsterdam and all around. She's a vintage enthusiast and plant collector. Almost three years ago, Katerina moved to the Netherlands from Greece with her family for new adventures and for the experience of living abroad. Until then, she had worked as a business analytics consultant, but then she quit her job as she found the idea of relocation a good opportunity to reset her career and engage with something she's passionate about. So in 2020, she started Fitoloyo Workshop, a slow and ethical fashion brand. In this episode, we will talk about Katerina's life in Greece, her relocation, Fitoloyo workshop, the fashion industry, fast fashion, greenwashing, and of course, a lot more. Welcome, Katerina. I'm so happy that you're here with us today. Hi, Stella. Uh, I'm so happy to be here with you as well. First, thank you so much for uh, inviting me to this uh, meaningful and uh, uh, inspiring and unique podcast. Uh, I appreciate it a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, as I always start, my first question is, who are you? Who is Katerina? Tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey, your uh, your story. Yeah, uh, well, um, who is me? I'm from Greece. Uh, I grew up in a small village in uh, the south of Greece within a traditional and uh, conservative, let's say, Greek family. I have a younger uh, brother and a sister. Uh, my father, you know, was uh, a bit uh, distant, so I guess I, I'm more of a mother's girl. I spent most of childhood time at my grandparents' home receiving uh, lots of love and care because uh, both of my parents uh, were working um, extremely hard to provide uh, everything uh, for us. I remember that uh, my father was out of home uh, from uh, morning to, to midnight, uh, same with my mother. Uh, however, she would return uh, home a bit earlier, I mean, uh, let's say 8 to 9 p.m. Uh, in the evening every day. They chose um, a rather uh, difficult combo of, 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 of uh, sorry of professions, let's say, um, being farmers and uh, having uh, an all-day restaurant uh, seven days a week without any day off. Uh, so yeah, there was uh, a little time for bonding, uh, at least at home. Uh, we learned, uh, I mean, uh, me and my siblings to to be independent uh, from uh, early age. Uh, cooking, tidying up the house, uh, do our uh, homework ourselves. Yeah, basically our home uh, was a restaurant and I would go there 
daily after school to meet up with them and uh, in many cases uh, help them out uh, as a waitress. Okay, I was a bit shy for this or uh, I usually was back in the kitchen to making food. What tells about me? I remember uh, I remembered the our first vacation, uh, our first and last vacation, that was uh, when I was five. I imagine that uh, my little sister uh, did not even have uh, such luck to go for a, for a family vacation. I remember also that I was discussing everything with my mother. Uh, we were and uh, still are the best friends. She always uh, advised me how to be happy, be independent, uh, make friends, uh, do not be afraid to, to do and try new things, pursue my dreams, uh, yeah, uh, not to be in hurry to marry or uh, make family uh, and uh, or find a profession that you makes, uh, makes me happy. Yeah, I remember that uh, only beautiful words from my mother. I think she told me all the things that she couldn't uh, or was not able to, to do as a, as a woman, let's say. Um, then you went to Samos. Yes, I left the home at uh, 18 to study in Samos. It's a Greek island in the east of Greece. Yeah, after I graduated my master's degree in statistics, I moved to, to, to Athens uh, and found my first job. I was uh, 24, uh, 25 uh, at that time. I had uh, also lovely and uh, nice moments in Athens. I made new friends and uh, I met uh, remarkable uh, colleagues there. I worked uh, almost 10, nine, 10 years as a data and uh, business analyst, uh, changing uh, companies in a short time, you know, always to, to find a job that uh, will challenge me more and uh, make me happier and, me, and be meaningful for me. But uh, the good news is uh, that uh, I met my husband there. Uh, in one of these companies, I mean. And uh, after four years, uh, our first daughter was born and in 2016. Then uh, in summer uh, 2018, after uh, two years, uh, uh, my husband got an offer to move to Holland. We spent, uh, I remember, nights and days with family, friends to decide what to do. And uh, finally, uh, in October, uh, we moved to Amsterdam and uh, had our second uh, daughter uh, two years ago in the summer of uh, 2019. Yes. And then after a while, you started Fitologio, Fitologio yeah. Workshop. So yeah. from data analyst, <laughs> moving from company to company, finding what is it that I like, looking for challenges, looking for happiness in the workplace. Yeah. You actually made a total change and it's funny because when i first met you yeah. uh, you didn't tell me anything about my story <laughs> exactly and you didn't tell me about your interest in clothes and your passion actually not just mm. an interest it took a long time that you told me about it and i was like wow that's yeah. you're doing this why did you never tell me so yeah. tell us about fitolo your workshop tell us yeah. about your project your heart project and actually what you what you do now actually uh, i quit my last job as I like the idea of uh, relocation and so it, it also as a good moment to reset my career. I spent two years here in Netherlands uh, without working, but uh, instead uh, doing research, following uh, online uh, courses about uh, 
uh, sustainability in fashion, circular economy. And uh, yes, uh, I was shocked by how many clothes we buy, wear and throw away without, without thinking the impact on, uh, on the environment. Uh, these uh, two years also, uh, I started to skew and uh, mending clothes as a hobby for myself and my family and uh, learned new sewing techniques uh, via online, uh, online videos and uh, a lot of Googling. Uh, so yes, uh, one year ago in 2020, I updated my business plan and, uh, that I created back in 2017. As a, as part of a school exercise. Yeah. And decided to launch my idea of upcycling uh, through Fitologio workshop. Wow. Beautiful. And tell us why you chose the name Fitologio. Yeah. I chose uh, Fitologio because uh, it reminds of the herbariums that we used to make when we were uh, kids. You, you remember these uh, little books where we put flowers and uh, beautiful leaves and unique leaves uh, and pre- preserve them uh, as much as possible there? In Greek, herbarium is called uh, phytologio and that's the name. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, actually, when when you told me about the leaves and the flowers, I did remember my childhood. I had yeah. actually forgotten about yeah. it, but I, I used to I, do it. I can it. understand. Yes. I remember in the fall, I would collect those huge leaves, put mm-hmm. them between mm-hmm. books And uh, yes, also the flowers. So it was it was really nice traveling back to my childhood through to the name of your of your um, business. Yes. And tell us a little bit about yeah, tell us a little bit more about Fitologio because you are ecologically minded, ethically minded. Tell us about your materials. Yeah, t- tell us more because there's so much more that you can share with us. For sure, uh, you can uh, think of uh, Fitologio as a Uh, one-of-a-kind garment collections made from uh, what is available around me or I find uh, depending on the season or uh, places that I visit uh, with aim to to last for years. In terms of material, I find my raw materials uh, from uh, local charity or thrift, so, uh, thrift stores uh, or vintage shops and flea markets. Uh, people also can bring the garments uh, themselves or uh, vintage uh, fabric to me to create uh, something new or upcycle their pieces. I love the idea of transformation and uh, repurpose uh, the garment into something uh, completely different and unique. Uh, yeah, I, I put a lot of uh, creativity there and uh, I enjoy this uh, a lot. Almost 100% of uh, the projects that uh, I made is from uh, recycled textiles. Uh, can be pre-loved and uh, vintage garments or uh, vintage, uh, vintage uh, textiles such as uh, uh, curtains, uh, towels, uh, bedsheets, uh, uh, blankets. blankets. Yes, of course. Actually, there is no specific uh, style that uh, I incorporate into the making of garments. Uh, it always depends on their texture or uh, the flow of uh, available materials. Uh, for example, uh, some of my, let's say, last garments uh, were about uh, blouses uh, that made from uh, vintage skirts and some uh, patchwork uh, dresses made from a mix of shirts, uh, skirts and uh, leftovers fabrics from previous projects. 
yeah, I enjoy to to blend different kind of garments and fabrics uh, or fabrics that people often uh, overlook and uh, think uh, that uh, are no longer uh, useful for them. Yeah, a lot of uh, creativity for this uh, kind yes, of uh, yes. project. Yeah. And Katerina, why why did you decide to do this? Like, what sparked your interest? Like to to go into say the fashion industry and but not the the mainstream way like how did you learn about recycling upcycling was it always there or is it just yeah it was in my mind uh, many years ago to create something unique and uh, fair trade I mean uh, I don't like fast fashion uh, I'm a vintage lover uh, I select garments uh, many years ago from when I was uh, younger And I saw a lot of um, these two years, for example, I follow a lot of uh, documentaries and uh, videos that shows and uh, the impact of uh, fast fashion in the yes. environment. Uh, so I decided to go with uh, this way, the ethical way and sustainable way. And, and create something that uh, shows that uh, one of fashion, unique fashion, one of the kind of garments, sustainability and uh, transparency go, you know, hand in hand. Yes. I mean, I obviously know you and I know how much work you put into what you're creating. You are yeah. right now, no, the audience doesn't see you, but she's in her house and around her, you can see yeah. the clothes <laughs> hanging everywhere. She has like her sewing machine there and uh, like photos with leaves on on the exactly. on the wall and she's somewhere in between with her headsets talking to me and uh, you're obviously also a mother and your husband has a full-time job you came to this country without knowing anybody and uh, you started from scratch and um, i know that on the weekends you work from the morning till the evening you work yeah. the nights because during the day you're with your kids so this is really really remarkable and amazing what you're doing and i've obviously seen you growing you created right now your own website so you have already done so many things by yourself and this yeah. is it's it's a difficult way because if you look at and we're going to talk about the fashion industry in a minute but if you look at the fashion industry they have workers tons of workers cheap labor producing all these clothes but you're doing everything by yourself you buy the garment you make the design you sew it you create it yeah. you store it in your house you don't have a storage space yeah. so i really want people to understand this that it's like it's really really a lot of work and what i also like when i had a look at your website and i had never seen that before when you you have obviously a price for each piece but then you break it down into how much did you mm -hmm. for the material how much the hours how much um the, the shipping okay, yeah you know, it's really transparent Everything. we really know what we are paying for and we know how much is your labor how much was the the fabric that you bought and this is incredible it is really really incredible what you're doing so yeah, i really you. have to say that yeah <laughs> Thank you, Sela. I appreciate it that you mentioned uh, all these uh, beautiful details about my brand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A lot of, uh, I spend a lot of time uh, to anything, to everything. Yeah. I love what I do and uh, I love to, communi to communicate and uh, share uh, everything uh, behind the use materials, uh, the value, the cost, everything to be transparent. Yes. 
I think it's amazing. I'm I'm really impressed. Really impressed. Thank and you. There, there's so much that we don't know also. I remember when I was pregnant last, no, not last year, in 2019 with my uh, daughter. Mm -hmm. I a month before uh, her birth, I had a lot of acid. I couldn't sleep at night. So I would watch a lot of TV at two in yeah. the morning, three in the morning. And I watched a documentary about the fashion industry. And I did not know mm -hmm. the pollution that is created by mm -hmm. the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. And I learned that it's actually worse than the uh, aviation and shipping industry together. So yes. let us talk a little bit about the fashion industry with some facts You mentioned already fast fashion. Yeah. Um, there's a lot water pollution. Yeah. So yeah. guide us a little bit through it and give us some facts that we have no idea about. Yeah, uh, I can be chatty and, uh, you know, talk about fashion for hours. Uh, yeah, but now uh, I will try to stick to the most uh, important uh, facts uh, to me. Yeah, everyone knows uh, what is uh, fast fashion, uh, just to point out uh, that it's, um, uh, it's a mass production of cheap and uh, disposable and uh, trendy clothing. Uh, the, idea, the idea behind is to get uh, the newest styles on the market uh, as fast as possible and to make us feel uh, constantly out of, out of date. And uh, so we buy more and more and more. Uh, yeah, uh, this uh, has to do with fast fashion. Uh, I want also to point out uh, four uh, important uh, facts uh, for me. Uh, as uh, you said, also, is uh, the first one is uh, about pollution. Uh, this industry is uh, the second largest uh, polluter in, uh, in the world after the oil industry. As always, uh, there are solutions and uh, alternatives to overcome, to mitigate uh, these problems. Uh, for sure, uh, we have to build uh, uh, awareness and uh, willingness to change. Uh, this has to do with us as uh, consumers and uh, for sure for everyone uh, in the industry, for any stakeholder. Um, the second fact is uh, water pollution of the fashion industry. You know, in the most uh, of the countries uh, in which uh, garments are produced, uh, uh, toxic uh, wastewaters from textiles factories uh, are dumped into, into the rivers. Another bad uh, aspect of fashion is the water consumption. As the fashion industry is uh, a major water uh, consumer, for example, one kilo of cotton uh, takes uh, 20,000 uh, liters of water. And uh, this is uh, just for one t-shirt and uh, one pair of jeans. Uh, so you can imagine the overconsumption of creating a whole collection. As the cotton is uh, remains, you know, one of the most used textiles uh, in the world. Eh? One other uh, fact is uh, the pollution from microfibers. So every time that we do laundry, our laundry, Uh, on average, uh, 9 million microfibers are released into the water and the air. Um, yeah, Microfibers so is like the synthetic garments. Yeah, it's the synthetic Polyester garments. and nylon. By, yeah, exactly. Yeah, where the most of our wow. clothes are made. Huh? Yes, yes, yeah. I know. I hate polyester. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. So, yeah, the last two years I spent, as I, I told you, uh, time watched uh, many documentaries, uh, And uh, I saw the, the impact of fast fashion in the world. 
so uh, for sure, uh, I want to, um, as a designer and a consumer, to opt out of that system. For your reference, you can uh, uh, check on the internet. Uh, the True Coast is a very interesting film that uh, unhides many details and uh, untold stories uh, on the, of the fashion industry and ask us um, to consider who really pays the price for our clothing. Or you can search uh, for Fashion Revolution Movement uh, web address. There is also nice and educational uh, material uh, there. Okay, so True yeah. Cost Movie. Yeah, truecostmovie.com and Fashion Revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Repeating it for the people. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, the fashion industry, they're very smart eh? because I saw mm-hmm. the other day I'm in a Facebook group uh, and one person posted, hey, good news. Zalando now uh, will sell secondhand clothing. Yeah. And everybody was like, yeah, great, amazing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, seriously, what is amazing about it? You're just, you see that people become more aware of of the the, the damage that you're creating in the environment to the world. So they are now looking to go to secondhand shops. So you're going to lose some of your profit. So because you don't want to lose profit, you're going to incorporate that into your business. And who is suffering again? The people who, like you, uh, people who own secondhand shops. And I commented, actually, and I was like, really, what is so great about it? The only thing that's great about it is that the, the secondhand shops that they were like serving a certain kind of population are going to lose their business because Zalando is taking that part as well. Because, of course, it's convenient. You can order online. Yeah. You can watch everything online. You can send yeah. it back. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying I don't shop online. I'm also learning a lot from you right now, you know. So this is the other problem. And now I see also, um, like I ordered two leggings the other day and uh, I saw that it was written uh, from recycled material, the plastic bag that the leggings were in, also Mm -hmm. recyclable and uh, reused material. I see now, I think in H&M, you can bring your used clothing. Mm -hmm. So tell us a bit about it because, sorry, I don't buy all this, you know, because... Yeah, I think it's a bit trend right now to be sustainable. Um, you know, like the greenwashing is uh, that is a new trend, let's say, and uh, people uh, use it every time. Uh, but yeah, for sure, uh, the current fashion industry status quo is not sustainable for for people or planet. Uh, since the industrial evolution, we have produced clothing uh, in a linear system, which means that. Uh, you know, we are buying garments, wearing them, and then uh, we waste them. So we take uh, limited resources from the earth, uh, like cotton or metals, produce uh, products that we want for uh, for a short time, only to waste their values when we then uh, send them to, to landfill. And uh, for sure, we have to create a mindset of uh, how we see fashion, uh, especially the, the fast fashion industry. Um, also also the quality yeah i mean yeah I, and the quality yes, i, I have my mother gave me a coat that my grandmother made mm-hmm. for her mm-hmm. years ago and the yeah. coat is in an amazing condition yeah. i see my father he has a bath gown that yeah. he had when i was three or two and he still has it and it's perfect and now we buy things and they just they they, they break so quickly it's, you know? it's, it's, it's uh disposable yes yeah for this reason to break, I, I, so yeah. we buy again and we make them richer right for this reason, I love vintage. Uh, you can see f- 
nice uh, calling there in these fabrics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Katerina, you mentioned already the term greenwashing. Yes. Um, but it would be nice if you could explain it also. Yeah, we, we are listening actually this a lot uh, the last years. Uh, it's not a new term. It's uh, it first mentioned uh, 40 years ago by one uh, environmentalist uh, to describe companies that uh, were making uh, false claims and uh, emphasizing, let's say, the environmental or ethical benefits. So I think for the central danger in uh, greenwashing is that uh, it can, uh, uh, let's say, mislead people into acting unsustainably. For example, if a company says that uh, they are eco-friendly, conscious and ethical, okay, you for sure you, you may want to buy their products, uh, but... Uh, If these claims uh, turn out to be false, then uh, you have uh, accidentally contributed to to harming the environment by by supporting this uh, this company. So, I think that uh, if something says uh, it's all natural, organic, or eco-friendly, turn the product over and look at the label and uh, search for for evidence. This yes. is my opinion about greenwashing and uh, we have to filter out uh, information like that and uh, be more uh, conscious uh, in uh, in our choices. Yeah, this is for... Uh, and I mean, even let's say it's true what they're writing about the material. You're still not telling me where do you produce your clothes? How much do you pay the workers? Who is producing the clothes? Do you involve children? So there are a lot of other things that that we mentioned earlier, right? When it comes to transparency, that it's it's still not there. But yeah, for me, I, I don't know. I don't buy it. To me, it's just, they're just doing this to not lose consumers because they see that we have become more aware. And there are also <coughs> organizations like Fashion Revolution, you already mentioned it um, before, and you participated uh, in the Fashion Revolution this year. For yeah. And of course, there are other movements um, about it. But Tell us about your participation in Fashion Revolution and what it is all about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, many good things have happened this year. <laughs> yes. Yeah, actually, I had the, the honor to participate and share my thoughts and uh, my values uh, during this uh, uh, Fashion Revolution week. It was a, a global event and uh, took place in April uh, this year. Participated in the Greek uh, Fashion Revolution uh, organization uh, that team up with uh, Raise Your Voice Festival. It's also the only festival in Greece uh, against uh, human uh, trafficking. However, uh, Fashion Revolution was found in the wake of uh, the Rana Plaza, um, Rana Plaza factory uh, disaster, disaster in uh, some years ago in uh, 2013, yes, in Bangladesh, in which uh, 1,200 people, uh, garment workers, I mean, were killed and uh, thousands more uh, injured. Yeah, it was a tragic uh, fact, this. Yeah, the building collapsed, right? Yeah, the building collapsed, yes. Yeah, actually, uh, Fashion Revolution uh, is not uh, for profit, a uh, global uh, movement uh, with teams uh, over 100 countries around the world and uh, many people involved there such as designers, uh, academics, writers, fashion lovers, uh, brands like me, uh, retailers, uh, yeah, and so on, a lot of people. And it, uh, and it uh, has become the world's uh, largest uh, fashion activist movement, inspiring people and uh, citizens and consumers 
and uh, for sure the industry itself through research and education yeah it's uh, an amazing amazing organization yes i mean i didn't know about it un yeah, until yeah, i saw I, that you participated yeah. in it yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I love I, it. yeah i was really impressed mm -hmm. very impressed yes yeah. and i thank you so much for sharing some of 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 this of of these facts with us actually mm -hmm. some of your knowledge and of course also your story and i think there are things that we can do maybe I can just say something that I'm trying to do right now. Um, I'm trying to shop uh, more secondhand clothes for my children. I haven't done it for myself yet, but I have to say also with COVID, I did not really buy me. Yeah, clothes. I can understand. <laughs> yes. But um, I've, I've started now with my kids. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, and, and I have found a shop here. So what I do is I bring my clothes that I don't want to use anymore. Obviously, she doesn't take everything. So the rest yeah. I'm, I'm recycling. But I bring my clothes and then I try to buy clothes from there for the kids yeah. or to look also for brands where I know that um, yeah they are more um, ethical let's say so this is something that I've changed mm -hmm. obviously there are still certain things like underwear socks I'm, I don't buy them secondhand and shoes but uh, yeah I try to shop local um, buy less buy less um, reusing yeah. uh, mending uh, yeah yeah Yes. Second hand and pre-loved, why not? Uh, there are so beautiful uh, garments already produced. Yeah, I mean, when I first met you, I was like, wow, she's dressing so beautifully. And I didn't know that you were buying your clothes in, in vintage uh, markets and places because I obviously I knew certain things, but I hadn't engaged in depth with the topic. So when I watched that documentary two years ago, I was like, oh my mm -hmm. goodness, I have no, I didn't know, you know, the, 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 the pollution aspect of it. And then yeah, learning yeah. so much from you, mm -hmm. following you as your friend, seeing the steps that you're taking. This is really, yeah, it's, it's really important that we talk about it and that we make a change and you are making a huge change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have to start looking at uh, secondhand vintage, as you said, and uh, upside in clothing in, yeah. uh, in a more positive way. Yeah. Yeah, they are so beautiful things uh, waiting us to to discover them. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. day I will. Uh, we will go together. Yes, we week. will. <laughs> we will. I cannot wait. I have another friend. She also told me we have to go and do this. Yeah. She also. Um. She's also changing. She's also looking more into that. Yeah. This is. Uh, and, um. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Yeah. And Katerina, a different question now. Mm -hmm because we want to know some more about you, obviously. Mm. Is there, do you have like a favorite book, a piece of art, a poem or any other piece of art that, that you love a lot? Tell us why, share with the audience. I've received many messages from people saying, can you please always ask this question? <laughs> because, uh, we want to know what kind of books people are reading. So what do you have to say to us? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that uh, a book that uh, I liked is uh, Persepolis. Uh, by Marianne Satrapi is a autobiography graphic uh, novel that is based on her childhood in uh, Iran during the, the Islamic revolution for me it's very interesting book uh, it's an amazing book uh, filled with uh, happiness and grief and uh, moments of childhood uh, in a world uh, where all children uh, are forced to grow up Yeah, the, I actually watched the movie. Of, there's yeah, a movie, right? Yeah, there is a movie yeah. also. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watched it many years ago in yeah. the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, it's an old one. Yeah, yeah. It's an old one. And Katerina, who has been your soul? Who inspired you? Mm -hmm. um, I cannot name any any specific person who inspired me, 
in fact, uh, there are many people that uh, inspire me every day. For example, my daughters for their uh, innocence and uh, unbounded love. Uh, my mother for her uh, generosity and uh, kindness. She always had a smile on her face, no matter how hard she worked. For sure, my my husband for his uh, supportive care and for uh, you know um, championing my every idea. My friends, you, and uh, every person who tries to live uh, in harmony with themselves and uh, other people, and for sure with the uh, environment, uh, yeah, yeah, inspire me. Nice, thank you. And to whom do you want to pass the salt, mm-hmm. and what do you want to say to them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to pass the salt to those that uh, are afraid to start something new and uh, take risks. Uh, as one of my best friends says that uh, if you don't try, you will never know. And uh, if you don't go after what you want, uh, you will never get it. So we live, uh, we only live once. Uh, I think we only regret the chances that uh, we didn't uh, take at all. Yes. That's yeah, beautiful. I don't know if you agree with this, but uh, yeah, I think. Um, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Katerina, this is, um, you know, how we usually finish our conversations. Do you have a question for me? Is there something that you want to ask me? Uh, many questions for you, Stella. <laughs> uh, a lot of questions. But uh, I know that, uh, you, uh, that several months ago, you left the comfort and uh, security of a job you did uh, for past years. And uh, you start something new. You stepped out into a new field like me. Uh, what about your feelings? Uh, do you regret any of your de- decisions? And uh, I, I won't. I'm also curious about um, how do you manage to be a wonderful mother of four, run your podcast and do a master at the same time? And uh, what is uh, what are your uh, next plans? Wow, you have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Usually I take only one you question. Can choose. <laughs> you can choose. You can choose. I will, I will try to answer. I mean, I would see it as one question. Yes. So last year I did uh, stop with my work that Mm -hmm. I had been in that organization for almost 10 years. That is true. And I started a master's in gender studies and uh, I started the podcast. Mm -hmm. So I really changed my life and I do not regret it. I do not regret it at all because um, it's something that I wanted to do for a long time, for sure, for the last four years. Mm-hmm. And um, after my daughter was born, she totally changed my life. And uh, I decided now I will make a change. I will uh, I will take a risk. I will take a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just did it. So I, I applied for the master program. I got accepted. I'm loving it. Of course, it's hard being a mother, being a student, being a podcaster and everything else. But I just love the master. I love what I'm learning. I'm passionate about feminism. My teachers are great, so I'm I'm learning a lot, and I'm very grateful that that I can do it. I'm almost at the end of my studies, so right now I'm struggling with the thesis, yeah. um, which is probably the most challenging part of it, combining everything else with with writing. So I usually do that at night. And mm. um, no, I don't regret it. Also, the podcast. No, I'm I'm meeting so many amazing people. I'm learning a lot. I'm connecting people with each other. I'm making a difference and um, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm really, really passionate about it and I'm enjoying it a lot. So um, yes, I, I, 
Yeah. And I'm also happy. I think I took it in the right moment. You know, I uh, had thought about it and then at one point I felt ready for it and I went for it. And then I didn't think back, oh my God, now I'm not making any money or I have to live with less. No, because I took the decision. I knew that I wanted to do it. And yeah, sometimes you have less. Yes, but it doesn't mean you have like a, a, a worse life. You know, I used to travel so much with my previous job that I almost, yeah, I didn't really see my children much, you know, and my partner. Yeah. I was always at an airport on an airplane. Um, yeah, I can understand. And now it's it's different and it's, it's much more, um, I'm more fulfilled and there's more meaning in it. I'm learning meaningful things. Mm -hmm. I, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree. Uh, more with uh, what you said yeah yeah you're you're so wonderful mother yeah yeah bravo congratulations yeah <laughs> i'm trying my best like all yeah. of us mm -hmm. um we have our days of course but yes thank you so much thank you so much katerina um as you know i always honor a woman at the end of my podcast but um today i want to honor many women and um, i'm not going to read any quotes Because today I want to honor, first of all, our mothers, sharing the story about your mother and seeing the photo of your mom and what you shared before really touched my heart and it reminded me of my own mother and of a lot of other mothers of that generation because they really sacrificed themselves for us. And um, yeah, they were living in, in different times. They didn't have the freedom that we have right now. I know my mother wanted to study archaeology. Yeah, I know. And um, her parents didn't allow it. She was not allowed to go abroad <clears throat> to study archaeology, for instance. And uh, yeah, she also sacrificed herself for us. So yeah. um, I want to honor our mothers for Super. the things they did for us, but also what they planted in us to to make a difference, to not repeat their lives. You know, they set us free, let's say. And I also want to honor people who like you or maybe yeah like me as well i have to include myself mm -hmm. um take this leap of faith you know and try to make a difference in this world and i think um yeah we should inspire more people to do the same to make a difference you know and um yeah to take this leap of faith so this is how i want to finish today and um yes thank you For Thank you very much. everything, I will upload your information on my Instagram and um, I would encourage people to have a look at Katerina's website. She has just started and she's really working hard to, uh, yeah, to create those beautiful things that she's creating. And um, yeah, I want to thank everybody for listening. If you have been enjoying Salt, please consider rating the show on Apple Podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you could share it on your social media because it really helps to bring the show to new listeners and spread the word. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much, Katerina. And uh, yeah, until the next time. Something that is loved is never lost. I'm Stella Sagliari and this is Salt the Podcast. Salt the Podcast. Salt the Podcast.